You're listening to Emphasis On Air, the new podcast from the PHA UK, talking all things PH and what matters to you. Hi, I'm Sean. Hey up, I'm John. Hi, I'm Mary. And together we're all part of Team PHA UK. Right, so on today's episode, um, Sean and myself uh, are joined by a special guest, Paul. Hello. Hi, Paul. Uh, hi, Hello. Paul. Uh, you're very welcome to join us. Um, so Paul's going to talk specifically about uh, the n- relatively new service that's offered from the PHA UK, which is the uh, the listening line. Uh, so, Sean, why don't you introduce Paul? Yes, because um, it is awful having to introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, so, Paul... Uh, was a, um, a very successful nurse at the Royal Hallamsh Hospital for many, many, many years. It's not that old. Come on. That makes me no, sound really old. That's a lot of years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but then he decided to retire a couple of years ago. Um, and um, we took, we very quickly and swiftly picked him up. Um, and one of Paul's um, main sort of skills that he has is talking to people. And listening to people. Yeah. And it was, um, really, it was an opportunity to lean into that skill set that he's got. Yeah. So we, as you're saying, Sean, we quickly identified that Paul could um, fill a particular sort of need uh, that we've identified uh, patients uh, were uh, telling us about. Yeah, because, I mean, we get, and we always have, as long as I've been here, you know, we've we've still got the support line, the helpline, it's still there. But there were people that were coming through and the needs were a little bit more particular. You know, they needed to talk to somebody. Um, And previously, um, we'd had a service, which I know that we'll we'll talk about a little bit later on. Um, But really, those people who were calling and wanting to talk about um, issues that they had, you could tell that they needed something more than just an ad hoc one-off phone call. Paul starting here really gave us an opportunity to be able to offer people that. And would you say, Paul, that it was um, people have really appreciated the fact that they're talking to somebody who understands specifically about pH? Yeah, I think that's come through more than anything that you're not having to go through what the illness is about or how you suffer with the illness. We can just start straight away on the thing that's bothering you most at that time. Yeah, yeah. So you're straight into those issues. Yeah. Uh, and not having to worry about somebody never, never heard of pH or yeah, yeah. I can see how that's a, a really big advantage uh, over what's been offered before mm. or what might be offered to people out and separate to the PHA. Um, yeah, because that was um, a service that we had in place when I first started. It was a really successful partnership that we had with Anxiety UK. So some of the listeners may have seen us promote that over the years and things. Um, so just to sort of fill that gap, um, we, um, we decided that again, after Paul had started and really seeing the difference he was making by talking to people that, um, really sort of investing in Paul as opposed to, so it was no, it was no discredit to Anxiety UK nor the service that they had. It was a really good one, but we just felt as though that concept that you brought up there where Paul immediately understands and knows what pH is and the facets that surround it, whereas when people were contacting another service, that they had to explain what that was. And <laughs> it was um, it was felt in the feedback that we got was that was somewhat of a barrier because they were having to explain that. Um, yeah, and not necessarily, 
and not necessarily understand the specific nuances yeah. of, that come with this particular disease. So, so first question to you then, Paul, um, uh, is who is it for? It's basically for a pH sufferer, patient, uh, family, loved ones, friends, anybody really who's involved with that person or hears about pH and has got questions and how to help people who are suffering with pH, if you're like a carer or, or a family member or a friend, or if you're a patient, things that, that just come up in everyday life that bother you about pH and, and how we live with pH. And, and, and there's no answers to this. It's, it's sort of listening and talking through and, and, and trying to reach some common goals, really. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's sort of summarise it that uh, anybody that... Uh, whose lives might be touched by pH in any way mm. can benefit. And, yes. Um, and would you say that um, on that basis, would you say there's a single common theme that comes out from people that you talk to? No, to be honest, there hasn't been any common themes. Um, everybody just seems to have a different slant. I mean, some of the things that it, there's maybe about four that maybe come up frequently but it doesn't exclude anything else that anybody wants to talk about but uh, particularly at the minute it's been about the anxiety around the illness and the pandemic yeah covid and it's also about how life how to change lifestyles how do you address deterioration and and face the future with when things are a little bit uncertain so it can benefit people from right from newly diagnosed right through to people that with classes being actually quite experienced patients, Absolutely. if you like. Mm. Because those changes that occur over the years, you can sometimes feel you're right back at square one Yeah, when you first had your diagnosis. So, yeah, so that's important. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting because I've never sort of thought about it that way. Where, so have you had people who phoned up and have been diagnosed a number of years and they've sort of they've felt as though they've completely gone back to the step one i think i think so i think it's because of the deterioration that's occurred mm -hmm. and it's how then you're faced once again with that feeling of what if how am i going to live like this because you feel so unwell again and then it's about letting treatment start and and obviously if you come to your ceiling of treatment it's how it's that fear that you feel there's nothing else after that because yeah. you're on the absolute ceiling of your treatment at, at, the, at this stage. And I think that's why people, it helps sometimes to just talk about that and, and it helps you. I can't, I can't say that it helps you. You don't move on as such, but what you do is it's, it's learning to face that feeling. Mm. And that's what it's about. Ultimately, it's about feelings. Yes. I think the listening line, it is about feelings, how you feel, your fears, what am I going to do now, loved ones, how do I talk to them, things like that. Yeah, so I guess what you're saying there a bit, what you're touching on there is that um, you, you offer the opportunity for people to talk to somebody who is neutral yes. but knowledgeable yeah. and can maybe you can maybe talk about things, be quite honest uh, and talk about things that maybe you're not necessarily that comfortable about talking to talking about with loved ones because mm, of yes. re, for, for all sorts of reasons of not wanting to share some of those thoughts whereas they can be 
I imagine they can be quite open with you yeah. um, without worrying about upsetting their loved ones, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because actually, that's um, that sort of prompted a point that one of the things that we discussed when we were first talking about the listening line, me and Paul, was the confidentiality of the service and and how that was so important. And what you just mentioned there about neutrality, that people being able to be really open and really you know openly converse with Paul about some really intimate topics i would imagine because legitimately me and paul never speak about the people that have come through the service what they've spoken about that sort of thing that having that confidentiality is just so important that anything discussed on that phone call will not go anywhere else yes it's all been it's all done absolutely appropriately in, t- in terms of your details uh, they're not shared it's all confidential uh, with uh, with paul and so yeah, there's, there's no, there shouldn't be any concerns from listeners there. No, in terms no. of it being absolutely, uh, legitimately confidential. Mm. So yeah, so you talked about. Um, are there any any other sort of themes that that you have noticed that come up? Um, when you're saying there's no single thing, and mm. we, obviously COVID yeah. casts a fairly big shadow over all our lives. Um, are there any other sort of themes of of, of, of topics that people wanted to discuss and explore with you? Um, I think um, majority is is very open. I think lifestyle change is is a big thing, but that's so individual to that person, isn't it? So the themes all it like runs into one another. So yeah. I'd always say there's never anything specific, yeah, and then it just leaves it all very open. So I guess it can be quite common then that. Um you don't necessarily know where a conversation is going to go, where a phone call is going to go, and that it might start on something, but actually given that opportunity for somebody to be list- to be listening um, yeah. means that people can explore. Um, and, I, I, and I wonder if people end up talking about and bringing up things halfway through the conversation that actually they weren't expecting to bring up at the beginning, but it's because they've mm. been given this opportunity to talk and explore how the feeling that it all starts to sort of come out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's very true. I think it's a common thing in a lot of sort of therapy, isn't it? Um have you had any um have you had any carers? Or at least what what yes. I suppose what we would class yeah. as carers. So that that could be to anybody else. That could be husband, wife, son, daughter, friend. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple. Oh, that's interesting. More that's patients, good to know. obviously, but I've had a couple of carers. And just how how they can help with this journey of pH. I think sometimes it, you feel as though you're in that abyss and you're drowning and you can't really, you don't feel you're making anything right or... Oh, no, that's good to know, though, because, I mean, that's certainly one of the things that we've spoken about over the past 18 months is we really want to be a charity for all. So it's just good to know that that message is getting out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the wider... The wider- Family of pH. Yeah. Every, well, I would say it's everybody whose lives are affected by pH. Isn't it? Yes. Uh, so, um, final question, Paul, is uh, if people are interested, if they want to um, engage in this and and access this um, this service, um, where do they go and what do they what do they do? Best thing, it, it you can either go via the PHA UK website. And there's an online form there that you can fill in. It comes straight. It's called a listening line, but that comes straight to sort of my email box. Or you can uh, you can text. Uh, 
you can ring the phone, but the thing about ringing is it almost starts a conversation before we've planned it. And yeah. that, that's very difficult. It can be very demoralizing. So ultimately, if you can complete the online form or just send an email, you don't even have to fill in, a, just send an email. So by the time you're having that, having that first conversation on the telephone, you you already uh, have got some information about that yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. And to it's start just that conversation. Helpful. Yeah, it's just helpful to set it off. And you can self refer, or you can ask your uh, centre, specialist centres, the CNSs, or something would would gladly refer. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, if you're not from, if you're not too au fait with the emails online a bit like me who's very sort of anti-IT <laughs> then yeah. you can uh, you know you can do it that way well it's certainly it's a good point that it's certainly I was in we were in a meeting the other day weren't we a zoom meeting with some of the other centers where it, it came up it, we were discussing it um, uh, with the um, with the clinical staff from the centers and they're very much aware of it now aren't they yeah. and so they'll be um, they'll be on board with having those conversations. So if you ask about it if, uh, in a, in a consultation, when you're, when you're visiting your specialist center, they'll know what you're talking about and they'll know how to uh, move things forward. Yeah. Not to stand on Paul's toes or anything, but we've had, um, we've had a couple of referrals already um, from specialist staff um, sort of from two sides of the coin as well. So we've had one where that specialist member of staff has asked the patient if they can contact us on their behalf to put them sort of, in line with Paul and but also the other way where we've had a patient ask their specialist member of staff whether or not they would be happy to refer because they just didn't know how to yeah they, they weren't great with email and stuff like that um so we've tried to remove as many barriers as humanly possible to allow for people who really need this service to get access to it and as you said there's we're, we're frequently trying to get people to know that it's available for them Right, so Paul, a, a practical question now then. So if people are wondering how it works, how, how does it work then? What, how, how are the, um, how's the service structured for people? How do they experience it? So once they've got in touch, I'd get back in touch with them, usually by email, uh, or uh, I can also text if they've got the mobile number. And it's always, it's important to know it's not an helpline. It, it doesn't, it's not an helpline like the specialist centres run. And, and they are always your first, if you're in, trouble with deterioration or with any medication issues or anything the specialist center is your first line call this is more a listening line we can discuss medication we discuss anything but it's not like an emergency helpline so it's always planned in advance and these can be planned like a week or two in advance usually we say about six calls some people only need one. We just talk once and then it's perfectly all right and you can always get back in touch if we need to talk about something else. We usually say about 45 minutes, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more, but we try to have a guideline just for for, for both of us really, for me and whoever's calling. Uh, and it is confidential. It's worth noting that if, because this is not a formal counselling service, so if I felt that, you really did need further help. I yeah. will talk to you first to tell you, but it would be, you know, we would need to talk about ongoing referrals via GPs, etc. but only if you request it. But if I feel you are in an extreme state of anxiety or I feel things are unsafe, then I would 
have to involve other professionals, be that the PH specialist centres or GP. That's interesting. So you can act as a bit of a signposting for that yeah. to, to, to direct people to the appropriate uh, appropriate yeah. recent service. So yeah. that, that's useful. Um, and I guess those, so you're saying blocks of six potentially. Yeah. So I bet that, I can imagine that that's useful in terms of um, how, how regularly would you say it does so tend to be? So normally we'd say weekly calls. Yeah. Uh, weekly calls talk about things but as i say sometimes it can be a one-off call you yeah. don't have to ring thinking oh my gosh I, i'm what i'm going to talk about for six weeks sometimes it's two weeks it's very individual but we try to make it that overall it's no more than six weeks. yes but i imagine that's that type of structure then allows people to have a um a good length of time on the telephone the phone yeah. with you 45 minutes you can cover quite a lot of stuff in that mm. sort of time can't yeah. you but then there's a, there's, a, there's a good amount of time in between the calls for people to reflect on yeah. what they've talked about mm. uh, and then think about what they're going to bring to the next next telephone conversation. So it's a good balance there uh, yeah. by the sounds of it too. Yeah. Well, thanks, Paul. I'm sure the listeners will find that really interesting. I think it's a fantastic new service that we're um, offering. So, Sean, to wrap up and uh, go over that again so everybody's clear, if people want to take advantage of this service, remind us again, what do they do? Um, so the uh, the easiest way is if you go on to www.phauk.org and then find the listening line on there. Uh, there's a, a little bit of a synopsis about what the service is, but then there's also a um, a really short form, which is just asking really basic information to allow for Paul to contact you and as much information about how you'd like Paul to help you as possible. Um, and that then, as Paul mentioned earlier, just allows him to sort of go straight into the call yeah. of the service. Hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the simplest way. Um, there's also a dedicated email address, uh, which is listeninglineline, all one word, at phauk.org. And as Paul alluded to earlier, the uh, the way that's set up is it just goes directly to his email address. Nobody else has no general email or anything like that. Solely Paul. Um, and there's also, and you, you can be referred via uh, a specialist centre. Um, all they do is follow the same process as that form, but they're just filling it in plus a little bit of their information as well, just so we know where the, the referrals come from. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's many avenues to go through. Like I said, we wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to, uh, to get the support that they need. Um, and there's always, you can give us a ring. Um, like Paul said, it's it might not necessarily be the, the optimal way because once you sort of tap that keg, you're, you're talking straight away and then Paul may have to just write, well, we, we can schedule this in. By that point, you're already getting yourself into it. And, um, but you can always give us a ring, um, 01709 and we'll do our best to, to help you. Yeah, and it's worth just mentioning as well that um, there is an ad in the Emphasis magazine. In yes. fact, I think there's been one in the last two or three issues. So you can refer back to that if you've still got one of those in that around the house. There's a page ad in, in there with um, some bullet points to remind you about the um, key the key points and those contact details again. And I suppose just final thought is, and I know it's already been mentioned, but for you listening, it's not just for you. It can be for your family, your loved ones, or whomever it is that you feel as though needs that support don't you know don't feel as though it's it's not for me because i'm not the patient if if you yourself are listening or 
but I can't suggest it to so-and-so because it's just for patients. Yeah, and um, Paul's actually uh, gone now. Uh, he's just left the chat, um, but so I can say it about him now. But um, I, I think he's got a really calming voice yeah, yes, that's yeah. um, really reassuring. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and as we said before, his experience working in a specialist centre, he's, so, he's coming to it so knowledgeable yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, as, a, as a nurse that uh, you really couldn't talk to anybody better. Well, I think what's lovely as well is some of the feedback that we've had. So like I mentioned earlier, it's all confidential, but people have come forward to sort of remove that confidentiality, to tell us just how much they've appreciated Paul's input in their life. And I think if you can get people to do that, people that are, that are, that are struggling and that you can get them to a point where they're, they're more than confident to say, Hiya, I've, I've spoken to him and I found it really helpful. I think if you can get them there, that's, that's a lot of empowerment he's given that person. Yeah, um, that says a lot. And yeah. yeah, it really, really does. And I mean, I've confided in an awful lot of stuff in that bloke, so <laughs> he is a lot vault, I promise you. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we hope that uh, everybody's found uh, it interesting and uh, really hope that uh, people who feel like they could benefit get in touch and take advantage of this uh, this new free service. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and until next time, guys. Until next time. See you later. Cheerio. The podcast will be available across all platforms. Apple, Spotify and Google. So please make sure to give it a rating and a review and hit subscribe not to miss out on an episode of Emphasis On Air.